The Curious Couple, episode 24. You're tuned into The Curious Couple for the Curious Ear with your hosts, TNA. Get ready to have your curiosity peaked while exploring what it's like to live out fantasies with this fun, fit, and sexy duo. Hey guys, welcome back to our show. I'm T. And I'm A. We have John and Jackie Melfi. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thanks Hi. for having us on. Hi. So... John and Jackie own Colette in Dallas, as well as New Orleans, and it's a club you guys have heard us talk about that we frequent often, and uh, we actually ran into them our last visit and got and and met them and uh, thought it'd be fun to have you guys on. So and here we are. Yeah, so here we are. <laughs> well, it's good to be on. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about, well, how long have you guys owned Colette? Uh, Colette, um, we've owned, actually I owned it before Jackie and I got together. So the one in New Orleans has been open almost 15 years. Wow. And the one here in Dallas, uh, it's three years this July. Cool. And so you were telling us before, you've, you, you have a history of owning clubs in the past before Colette, right? Is, is that what you had told us? Yes. We've had, uh, clubs in Atlanta, uh, Tampa, the Dominican Republic, and uh, a couple of those were, you know, what we call vanilla clubs. They weren't, they right, weren't strange right. clubs. So, well, I always want to know, before the clubs and all that, I want to know how you guys met. I, I understand this was kind of, you guys knew each other early on in life in high school, is that right? But didn't get together until later in life? Yeah, that's right. Um, John and I had attended high school together. And we had even gone to a school dance together, not with each other, but with other dates. So I knew who John was. But after high school, he immediately left the state of Kansas and I stayed there. (laughs) (laughs) So we didn't start talking again until right before our 30-year high school reunion. And uh, we started talking on Facebook and then uh, Facebook for about ten minutes, and then I'm like, "Why don't we talk on the phone?" <laughs> yeah. And so, so, so then, about six days later, he traveled from Florida back to Kansas to see me, and and then three months later, we were married. Wow! Whoa! Awesome. <laughs> so, it how was, long have you guys been together now? So now we've been together uh, a little over three years. Cool. So I'm curious how for you, Jackie. When you when you guys reconnect, did you know that because you were already John, you were already doing the lifestyle club scene at that time, right? You yes. Okay, so how, I'm curious, how did you take that, Jackie? Was that oh fun? I'll jump right in, or was it? Did you know going into this? When we initially started talking, I I didn't have any idea what John was involved in business wise. That came a little bit later in some of our conversations. And so, of course, I I got online and I looked at his clubs. And I've always been, even though I was raised pretty conservative, I've also, by the same token, had a pretty open mind about other people's beliefs or what they do in life. Um, I've always been open to... um, finding out what those are and and being accepting of them. 
So when he brought it up and we discussed it, you know, I feel like it's unfair to make a, a judgment on something like that if you have nothing to base it on. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I didn't want to, I didn't say anything about it because I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it, it didn't, it didn't scare me off at all. So what were your thoughts on it? Was it something you were like, oh, this is interesting, I'm curious, or was it, hey, I like this guy, we'll just go with the flow until it either turns me off or turns me on sort of thing? I think I was curious. Like I said before, I've, I've always been interested in, in other people's points of view and uh, always eager to learn something new if I can. And so that was kind of the jumping off point with me, with John, is in talking with him, his, I was so captivated by his personality and his gentleness and his honesty. And I mean, there was just so many qualities about him that I felt were, were worthy of emulating. And so the fact that he was involved in those things really did pique my interest. Cool. So. Well, and plus Jackie told me she had some fantasies throughout her life about that kind of thing and mm -hmm. just never was able to, I never had a platform in which to talk about right. <laughs> That's something you weren't supposed to really talk about. So here was somebody that, you know, was giving me an opportunity to kind of talk about those things in, a, in an atmosphere that I was really comfortable in. So that was nice. So how long did it take before you were playing and actually living out those fantasies? It was, it was several months. I mean, we, we talked about it a lot and, uh, anytime he would go to try and make that a reality, I would get, I would get pretty nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it was because I didn't have anything to base it on. I didn't know what his, you know, again, being raised in a pretty conservative household, the thought of having anything even remotely open in a relationship there was going to be jealousy involved and, and a lot of reaction to things. And I just, um, it wasn't that I didn't trust him, but I, I didn't know, I wasn't sure what his response would be because I couldn't fathom that it would be anything other than that because that's the only thing I'd ever experienced. And she's speaking of if, if she were to be with someone else, how I would react, even though I told her, you know, oh, I think it'll be a great thing she wasn't sure if I would really react that way. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't even sure myself how, how I was going to feel about that. But uh, once, we, once we did go ahead and cross that bridge, it, it was pretty spectacular. And I was really surprised at how it made me feel and how it brought us closer. Again, it was all of those things, all of the things that, that, that it created were opposite of what I had been taught was going to happen. So how did you go about crossing that bridge? What was, what was the scenario? We, we ended up making arrangements to meet up with a gentleman to kind of uh, fulfill a, a threesome fantasy 
And uh, after <laughs> after months of uh, it seemed like months of planning. I don't you, think it was that long. Which though, it actually. really it no. was. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I finally agreed to go ahead and do it, and it it was one of those things I had to be okay with it in my own mind, in regards to the relationship, whether it continued forward or whether it stopped. I had decided that I was going to do it for myself, uh, regardless of what happened. Mm-hmm. And so that was really kind of the the part that solidified the decision for me to go ahead and try it. And it sounds like you had a good time. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I was really nervous initially, but then once we got there, and, and John was really instrumental in in some coaching and putting some of my fears at ease once we got in that environment. And once I realized that he was okay and that his response was very positive, I was able to kind of let my guard down and and just kind of go for it. And uh, it was <laughs> it was it was pretty amazing. So after that experience, was it okay? I'm gonna sit on this thought and feeling for a while, or was it you know immediately you wanted more? What? How, how did you, where'd you guys go from there? Well, I, <laughs> where we went immediately afterwards was back to our place. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Of course. But then it, uh, it really did. It started to just expand from that because once I think you, you're able to, to bridge that gap and it takes you into a completely different comfort zone and a completely different arena it's it's so new that you want to kind of keep tasting that taste or feeling that feel and and just move forward with a lot of different angles from that so we sure. you know we tried uh, partners more for John with threesomes with with uh, another woman we did things apart it seemed like we kind of breached the whole gamut of of what we could experiment with and form opinions and and guidelines based on those. We did it kind of backwards. A lot of people (laughs) will set up guidelines beforehand. I didn't know what to even set up or not set up. So I just said, let's just go for it. and We'll work backwards. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a question for John. So you've been, so you've had this club for 15 years. When exactly did you get in the lifestyle and how did you get started? I think um, when Jackie was talking about, I, I, I left Kansas immediately after high school and moved to Florida. And my first night in Florida, I went to a nightclub and uh, two girls picked me up and I went home with them. So That's a good start to living <laughs> yeah. in Florida. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I saw that on your website and I was like, well, that was a nice little warm welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really, uh, I, I've always never, I've never really been closed minded. I've always been open minded. And when it comes to sex, even in some relationships I had that were, I suppose, you know, I mean, I would agree to be in monogamous relationships, but there was always a part of me that enjoyed more being in an open relationship. Um, so I, I've been in all types, but really since since I was 18 years old, I, I think I've been experimenting with sex in that way. Um, the um, I never heard the word, the term swinger 
until I went to Europe and went to a swingers club in Amsterdam. And uh, I owned a nightclub at that time. And that's, I was like, huh, this might work in the U.S. So that's so when exactly was that? So if you have just kind of trying to follow along the timeline here, was it, it was after you were 18 and, and prior to you opening the club in New Orleans, how long ago was that, that you had that experience in Europe? So that was in 97, 98. Okay. So that's when you realized you were a quote unquote swinger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to this day, I don't know if I really call myself a swinger. <laughs> I yeah. say the Nobody same does. thing. <laughs> um, but definitely I realized that it, I would like to be in that business. Right. Um, it, for me, it really wasn't about the, um, the, the sexual aspect of it being a, a swinger. It was more about the business end. I was having a hard time with my nightclub. Um, you know, we had a couple of good, a couple of good years and that's what most nightclubs are, are like. They last two or three years and they go down downhill from there. Mm-hmm. But I saw that swingers club model, uh, could last a long time. And, uh, that was really my reason for getting into it. Um, honestly, I had more sex with people at my, uh, my vanilla nightclub than I do at the swingers <laughs> club. <laughs> so we really treat it as a, is a business. So, you know, Jackie's mm-hmm. experience, she's talking about it wasn't at the club, it was somewhere else. Yeah. And, um, so I think that's really, uh, what it came down to is more of a, a, a business idea than anything. So you get this idea, you go to this club in Europe and you're like, this will work in the U S how did you get started? And did you have any big roadblocks in your way? Uh, a good friend of mine in Atlanta, he and his, uh, wife were, swingers and they're really the ones that exposed me to the swingers clubs and they were having some parties at that time um so i think really that's that's where the start came uh the the, my club like i said in atlanta wasn't doing very well i wanted to get back to tampa and so i spoke with them and we decided let's open a club and a swingers club in tampa and how long did that last uh, that one was there a couple of years and it had some issues. The city didn't really want it there. And so they were trying to find ways to, to, to close us down. Um, we, we fought them in court for a couple of years and it just got to a point where it wasn't worth it anymore. Sure. The battle that I, I had already opened up the new Orleans club and it was doing well. So we just focused our energies there. Yeah. Do you have any issues like that now? I mean, are that we hear about, but it's usually the house parties that will get shut down and, um, do you ever have any any issues like that around the clubs that you have? Do people try to close you down? Is there any? Do they have any grounds to stand on trying to get you guys closed down? Well, I haven't had any any experiences like that, but there are other clubs in the country, even lately, um, that have are dealing with uh, issues, you know, governmental issues mm-hmm. for, di- for different reasons. So it still happens, but it's not as 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 uh, bad as it was. 15 years ago. So I have a question about you. You guys are basically your, your business is in the lifestyle. Is that, how do you, how is that balance for you? Cause I would think, Oh, this is great. I get to be around it all the time, but it sounds like you guys don't exactly partake in your own. In You don't play where you work. You don't play where you work. So what, what's that like? Is that a good balance? Is that, uh, is it, it challenging? Yeah. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. It can be challenging. Uh, you know, there are times where people 
that you want to get with that are in the club and you'd like to, but you know, you really hold your ground and don't, but we have plenty of opportunities to travel and go to other clubs in other cities. And, um, so, you know, we're able to, to explore that way or at our home with people that we meet outside of the club. So what types of places do you guys travel and, and go to clubs? Are you talking like resorts or just in cities at different clubs? Both. We recently, we just got back from Toronto. We went to a couple of clubs in Toronto and had a great time there. Uh, this year, we've also been to Desire and Hedo both. Cool. And a swingers cruise. <laughs> you guys are doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys, most of your vacations, are they around lifestyle or do you guys... I mean, are those all of your vacations, or do you take vanilla vacations? Yeah, we take a lot of vanilla vacations as well. Gotcha. So actually, Toronto was a vanilla vacation. We just decided to go to a swingers club. Yeah, <laughs> so vanilla vacations <laughs> usually turn into not-so-vanilla vacations. That's true. <laughs> well, very cool. We, uh, we're hoping to take a trip sometime soon. It's hard. Ven we've got we've got little ones, so it makes it a little bit more challenging to get out and travel like we'd like we'd like to. Yeah, that does. Yeah. And, and you guys have kids? We do. They're they're all adults. They're older. So oh, okay. It's a little easier. <laughs> so that's a good segue to one of my questions. I, you guys are are obviously very open about what you do, and you your profession is in the lifestyle. Do you do your families and friends? know what you guys do and and that you're also in the lifestyle how does that how does that kind of tell me about that <laughs> for a long time uh i was divorced with with two kids and when i had the club in tampa uh they were younger 10 11 11 12 something like that the uh when the club there was raided the press was there and so I knew I was going to be on the news the next day and in the papers. So I had to call my ex-wife and let her know what was going on, that it's not really just a nightclub, a little bit more than a nightclub. And that's really when I came out about it. I mean, I didn't have anything to hide at that point. And uh, she, of course, wasn't very happy about it. Right. And then Jackie from the very beginning. Um, well, I had a real advantage because, again, my kids were – Adults. Yeah. Um, my my youngest was on the cusp of adulthood, and being it was always really important for me to be as honest as I, you know, as you can be with your children based on their age. And so, of course, when John and I realized that we were going to have a relationship and take it to the next level, I was I was really open with what John did and. I was actually kind of excited about it because it was something I was learning about. And so I was, I was able to see relationships from another angle. I'd always just been taught there was one way to have a relationship. I didn't realize that there was kind of this plethora of options out there. So it, it just seemed natural to me to inform my family about it, even just from an educational standpoint, and to let them know you know, here they were starting out in, in their own relationships and to say, hey, look, you know, there, there are some other options uh, for, for relationships. Not that you have to, to do any of them, but I think it's always nice when you know, you know, the more you know, the less afraid you become. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think those, were, those were important options to, to let them know about. And, of course, I told my, 
my siblings and my mother and everybody was super supportive. Um, so very cool. I admire that. Yeah. So, so you guys are open. You have you have a business in the lifestyle. I we recently watched your uh, segment on Nightline. How do you guys become so uh, in you know in the public eye with what you're doing? How how did that even come about with the the Nightline piece? For a long time, I avoided the press. I mean, I got I got phone calls every month from somebody that wanted to do a story about the clubs. And I was pretty leery about it because of the, my experience with the press in Tampa after the clubs were, after the club was raided. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in time, I think people have become more, I saw more and more news programs that seemed to put, uh, this lifestyle in a good light and not a, not a negative light. And that was a part a big problem 20 years ago, 15 years ago, the most of the press, they would say they're going to do a good story on you, but they would turn it around just to get ratings and make you seem like you're bad people. And mm -hmm. um, that's what I tried to avoid by by doing anything with the press. So, um, you know, in this case, it was a swingers convention uh, that happens every year in New Orleans called Naughty and Nolens. And uh, ABC News was looking for couples to do this segment with about the convention. And there really aren't many couples out there that are willing to get on TV and do a story like that. Um, the, the person that runs a convention called me and asked if we, if I knew of anybody or if we'd be interested and, and I, I was sure we would, we'd be, love to do it. And so that's how it happened. Just, uh, because there's no one else out there that would like to. So it was, us <laughs> and another couple that's pretty open in the lifestyle. Yeah. Mike, we, we had Mike and Holly on, uh, our podcast as well. Yeah. Fun yeah. people. We were actually wanting to go down to New Orleans this, this year, but couldn't make it happen, but we're hoping to go next year. Are you guys planning on being there this year? Uh, we are going to be there, and uh, this year for the first time, we're, um, I always throw pre-parties for the convention, so we've got big parties at the club there in New Orleans on Wednesday and oh, Thursday, cool. and uh, we'll sponsor some events throughout the week. Uh, but this year, Jackie and I are going to do a couple of seminars or classes uh, dealing with how to deal with jealousy, and uh, um, so that should be fun and interesting and different for us there. Fun, yeah. Well, and another thing that you guys mentioned when we ran into you is that you're starting uh, meetup groups. Tell us a little bit about that, like for, for newbies, right, that are just interested in learning more about the lifestyle. Well, that was actually something pretty instrumental that John found out about uh, here in Dallas, actually, that there's a, there's a site that you can f form <laughs> meetups on, on a variety of topics. And so we decided, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are interested in it, but they don't have any place to go to ask questions or just see if it's even something that they're interested in other than going to a club. And sometimes that can be s such a sensory overload to come into a club that it, it keeps a lot of people from coming, plus the stereotype that a lot of people have still of what a swinger is. And so we decided we would just give that a try, and we, we uh, set up a meet and greet. I guess we've been doing it almost a year now here in Dallas. It's through it, a site called meetup.com, and they really people on there meet to ride bicycles or to uh, you know go camping together. I mean, it's all types of topics, and I uh -huh. thought, let's see if we can do a uh, – 
swingers group on there and see what happens. And I really didn't expect a lot out of it. And it's amazing how quickly it grew. Awesome. Yeah, we did the first one in Dallas, and, and it was so successful that we decided, well, we need to do this in New Orleans also. So every month or two, we will have a, a get-together, and it's always so gratifying to see those new people come in and then come in again <laughs> and just... Uh, to the club. And, and mm-hmm. Yeah, so you were saying that you host these meetups at the club so they can see it in off hours, so they can have some level of comfort with it. Is it... Is, Am I correct in saying that? Right. They get to come in. You know, they get a tour of the club. Before the club opens. Before it opens. So they just kind of have it all to themselves. And then we do kind of a roundtable forum where we discuss really anything that anybody wants to talk about. I bet that's a lot of fun. It it really is. It gets, um, you know, people get pretty inspired by what's going on. They can kind of ask those fear-based questions, you know, how do we handle this or how did you handle that? And uh, I would say 99% of the participants end up staying once the club opens because they um, have been able to get some of their questions answered and they realize they want to just kind of give it a, give it a try and, and see what happens. So They've been really successful, and I've been really pleased with the turnouts that we've had. And I realize that there's a bit, you know, there's just a really big audience out there, and a lot of people just don't feel like they can uh, be real open. And that's another reason why I think it's so imperative for John and I to be open about it, to kind of show that we're just part of society, just like everybody else. Matter of fact, you might be really surprised by some of the people that end up being in in the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your neighbors, well, your, your doctors. Well, exactly. It's, you know, <laughs> well, we admire your bravery for coming out yeah. and being so public about it. I mean, it's, we appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Well, thanks. And, and another reason why we do that, uh, we, we have a site open love onecom where we talk about these things. I think you guys may have seen some of our videos on there yes. and that's actually uh, where we were going next. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the, uh, one of the reasons we're doing that is to the, the stigma about swingers is still, you know, in some of these cities is still pretty bad. And with people, it is in general. I mean, anytime I see posts online, for instance, the, the, you know, TV shows that come out <clears> on <throat> maybe some of the social sites, mm-hmm. there's a lot of negativity, you know, behind it. And, and we're trying to do our part to make it more normal, I suppose. So are you guys writing those articles together or where, where are the articles coming from on your site? We write them. <laughs> they're good. They're good. I mean, they're obviously in a tone to help educate and open and open minds. It's it's clear. I, I've enjoyed them. Oh, good. Well, thank you. That's that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I've I've shared a few of them on uh, our Twitter account and uh, and have passed them along. So we are uh, hopefully sending more and more people your way. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> so we'll take them. So uh, we looked into the your site, and it looks like you guys um, do, it looks like you guys do some coaching and and counseling of, of couples to kind of bring them along. Is that love coaching? Love I think coaching is what you said. Love coach. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we we do, and we uh, we've had several clients actually that uh, you know it's just it it almost just kind of breaks my heart sometimes when they when they write in because they're just, you know, they want so 
much for their relationship to be successful as as everybody does mm -hmm. and the questions and the you know the roadblocks that they come up against as far as how a lot of us are brought up with that traditional upbringing of monogamy and you know they they will feel like they're failing somehow if they're not if they're not keeping within those guidelines so sure. when they they come into something more open like this. They just have so many questions and they want, they want that affirmation that what they're doing is okay. And what their partner's doing is okay. And is everything okay? Is it okay that we're like this? So how often do you have just one of the partners come to you on the site as opposed to coming to you as a, as a couple? For me, I typically will, will get one of the partners. Is it generally like the other partner doesn't know or isn't on board yet or is it yeah, along it those lines? It definitely happens occasionally. You'll have someone, um, uh, an email might say, how do I get my wife? You know, she's against this. How do I get her to get into this lifestyle? Those kind of questions. Um, I was going to say, because we get those quite a bit too. Yeah, just emails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Or jealousy issues. Mm -hmm. you know, so. so I'm curious. You guys said you're doing a seminar about... Uh, jealousy at the naughty in New Orleans. Uh, what what's can you guys give us just maybe a couple tidbits about jealousy and and your guys take on it or for our audience as far as how to help them along with uh, with jealousy in the lifestyle. Well, I think I know at least for me one of the biggest things that I learned in regards to jealousy is that really it's it's an umbrella for a lot of different feelings whether that feeling is fear or anger and so being able to get to the core of that um, you know we we will lash out the the jealousy is uh, this reaction to what's ever going you know to what's going on and if you can get below that and say, this is the fear I have when this is taking place, so that it opens up those lines of communication. And then, not only with your partner, but with yourself. Because we will tend to respond to our relationship, of course, the way we were raised. And if we're raised to be taught that you know, you're supposed to be everything for your partner, it's going to be hard then if they, you know, if you decide to open it up and step outside of that, you're going to feel, you're going to feel some feelings that maybe go against what you've been, been raised with. And so to me, that's, that's one of the, the most important topics is to be able to say, if I have these feelings, what are they really? Can I walk, walk my way through them? Can I walk my way through them with my partner? Um, and then the partner's responsibility that comes into play when you have, have those feelings of um, fear that we, that we like to call jealousy. <laughs> and we'll share some examples of what we've gone through um, in having those kind of feelings. Uh, Jackie especially had uh, some experiences where she was starting to feel uncomfortable about things and how she walked her way th through it, I think is really important and people will relate to. Gotcha. So do you guys, 
in your relationship, are you guys, do you guys only play together? Are you have an open relationship? How, how does it work? What's your definition of uh, the lifestyle for you guys? I would say we have an open relationship. It's really hard for me when you start talking about labels because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times they overlap. So I don't like to say, oh, I'm just a swinger or I'm just in an open relationship yeah. or I'm just this, that, or the other because they just kind of merge. Mm -hmm. yeah. We kind of go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> but we've done all of that. We've played together. We've played apart. Um, you know, John's uh, gone out of town and there has been someone at the city where he visited and I've been home and, you know, we've, we've just kind of, like I said earlier, the whole gamut of, of options we've really kind of dabbled in. One of my favorite is, um, uh, we use, we use, we both have a profile on Tinder, which is a, a dating mm -hmm. app. Uh -huh. And, uh, Jackie ended up making a date with somebody here in Dallas and he lived or the date, he didn't live, I guess he lived there too, but mm -hmm. the date was going to be, uh, in downtown Dallas. Jackie really wasn't used to driving around at that time. So I drove her to her oh Tinder. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then a few hours later she called me and said, okay, I'm ready to come home. That and I went, is awesome. <laughs> he was standing outside the restaurant and waved to me and I went oh, back. Oh, how funny. Wow. Huh? That's awesome. Excuse me, I've got to call my husband to come pick me up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then we came home and talked about it and had great passionate That's sex. That's awesome. Nice. Good for you guys. That's pretty cool. So was there a second date? Did that uh, evolve at all? You saw that uh -huh. guy again one time, uh -huh. yeah. And then I well, and then I've had another been... one that I've gone on several that you've taken me to. Yeah. Also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's my chauffeur. Wow. Well, my awesome. next question sounds kind of silly now, but have you guys ever dealt with jealousy in your in your relationship? Yes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he was just saying she was going <laughs> to give examples. Oh yes, that. right. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody probably goes goes through that. It's just I think it's a testament to your relationship that you can work through that and and try different things yeah that's, that's awesome that is pretty cool i haven't had uh really jealousy per se but there was a time where i had a, a date and i brought her home i brought her to the house and introduced her and I, I had gone out with her a few times prior to that and i brought her home to introduce her to jackie which was really kind of odd and then <laughs> jackie goes into goes into our bedroom downstairs then i take this this uh girl upstairs and she kept saying to me, your wife is upset. I know she's upset. And um, yeah, we're in the middle of fooling around. And mm -hmm. she said it so many times. I started to feel like, oh, my gosh, Jackie's upset. Which and I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I hurried up. And I was, it was just one of those things where I'm like, okay, I have to get you home. Let's go. And I rushed her back to her car. And then I, the minute she got out of the car, I'm calling Jackie. Jackie, are you okay? I was so worried that I had upset her some way, and I, I hadn't. So, wow. So I'm curious. Okay, as awkward as that sounds, as a couple, what was? Okay, so this girl obviously thought your wife's upset, but what? What was her take on this whole thing? She was okay that you were in an open relationship, or I mean, what did you tell her going into it? And the reason I ask is because we had another couple on here who was in a similar situation. He said it was a lot easier to just tell these women I was cheating on my wife than it was oh, to yeah. tell them I was in an open relationship. 
It, it would be easier to tell him you're cheating, but we're really, I mean, I'm a really honest person, yeah, Jackie, too, right. and so he would never do that. I don't want to hurt anyone, not only Jackie, but anybody else. And if they can't deal with the fact that my life is with Jackie, then there's no reason to go any further than that. Mm-hmm. But she had a hard time with it initially, and uh, she was from a different country, and in the family that she grew up with, I don't, I don't think they really understood that or had a concept of it. So it was hard for her to wrap her head around, but at some point she did. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. So how often do you guys do things like that where you're actively dating other people? It's in spurts. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I still have, um, a gentleman that, um, I met through the Tinder site that I've uh, gone over to his place several times. He does a lot of traveling, so um, it's not like it's all the time, but whenever he's in town, we we tend to talk or, you know, go to dinner. And um, I think probably because John and I have swingers clubs and we're at work when we're there. This seems to be something that works really good for us mm-hmm. um, with our schedules and and whatnot. Um, now, when we've tra- when we've traveled, we've been able to you know be with couples right. and things, and it's completely different. But here we do it quite a bit. It just seems I don't know. It just seems to work work for us. Um, well, it sounds like to me that it's more than just sex with you guys. As far as these other people, I mean it. You're talking about going out on dates and talking. I'm sure there is sex involved, isn't there? <laughs> there, There is. But, you know, I guess for me at least, I kind of like to have formed some type of a relationship with the person, mm-hmm. uh, even from a friendship level. And so I guess maybe that's why, you know, another reason why this setup works for John and I is and I think John's the same way too. It's it's really hard for me to be um, kind of detached and just and just have sex with someone. I can do that, mm-hmm. and you know, and we have done that. But I think I I kind of prefer to be able to have some conversation with the other person. Yeah, it changes it. <laughs> it it does. It makes it more fun when you have yeah. more to connect with them on. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, once you've been able to kind of work through, you know, like we were talking earlier, those jealousy issues, and you're just really okay with your other, you know, your partner's happiness, you like seeing them happy, they like seeing you happy, um, you know where the relationship is, it makes it really easy then for that transition to just, uh, you know, for John to say, hey, I called so-and-so and, you know, we're going to go to dinner. That's wonderful. <laughs> you know, have fun. And it gives, you know, it gives him a chance to go do something different. It gives me a chance to, you know, do whatever it is that I want to do because we spend so much time together. And uh, then I get the the joy of his excitement when he gets home and then we get to talk about it. Cool. So, so Jackie, are you actively involved in the clubs as well? Oh yeah. So you, yeah, I now now I see why you guys spend so much time together. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, so that, that makes sense. Well, that's cool. And, and that's one of the things I love about the lifestyle is each couple and each individual really gets to define what it means to them and, and their relationship and what works for them. And I think that's that's cool. And it makes a lot of sense to hear where you guys are at and what you guys do. And, you know, that might not be ideal for, for some folks and probably not necessarily us, but um, it's fun for us to hear about it because well, it's like, oh, that, yeah, it that, that could be a possibility. <laughs> So, I have a friend in the lifestyle, and, and I remember years ago him telling me that's how he and his wife are, kind of like Jackie and I are now. Uh, are now they would go on dates together, or you know, with other people, and I could never understand that. I'm like, how in the world does he do that? And today, it just doesn't make, now it makes perfect sense. Right. Well, I mean, it's just like I mean, like full swap. That sounded crazy to me. Yeah, when what, we first walked ago? in, I thought never. We are never doing that. It wasn't <laughs> a year ago. That was a couple of years ago. Well, okay, but. You know, I mean, you have sure. that. I, that's not us. We will never do that. And now we're doing that. And so it's like, you don't know. Who oh, yeah. Well, who we, knows where we'll be in 10, we, 10, 15 years. We first walked into a club just to be voyeurs. And yeah. we were like, no way are we going to be partaking in any of this I craziness. I could never do that. Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and this actually just being in the lifestyle has opened my eyes to a lot of things. I, I try really hard to never say never now because... <laughs> I, I'm just more open-minded, and you—I mean, I—I I think that's wonderful. That works for them, and well, and I think we found that we meet a lot of people in the lifestyle with an who are open-minded in general. Mm -hmm. no, those are the type of people we yeah, would prefer to be spending some time of the with. Coolest people in the lifestyle. Yeah, so yeah, we feel fun. the same. Yeah. So, what uh, is there anything coming up with the clubs? Anything coming up with the website? You guys would like to uh, promote? promote and share with uh, our audience? Sure. Uh, the club in Dallas is having its third anniversary on July 25th, and we're flying in a, uh, a DJ that appeals to lifestylers, it seems, uh, DJ Scotty Boy from L.A., and then a body painter from L.A. as well. His name's Pasher, and he does quite a few lifestyle events. He's one of the best I've ever seen. So they'll be at the club on the 25th of July. And on July 11th, there's a, there's a big boating uh, party here in Dallas on Lake uh, Louisville where the boats tie up and a lot of swingers. And we're having an after party on Saturday night at the club. Uh, that would be July 11th. So those are two big parties coming up at, at Colette in Dallas. And then New Orleans, of course, the Lifestyle Convention, which is the uh, first week of August. Very cool. And then your website is openlove101.com. How can our listeners connect with you? Well, we are on all the social sites, so they can get in touch with us that way. And our screen name is normally Colette Couple. Mm -hmm. And then on the Open Love 101, there's always sections after each one of the blogs for comments. There's also... They can email us directly from there, mm -hmm. uh, or Facebook, or Twitter. I mean, I think we're on pretty much all the social sites. Yeah. Well, for those listening, uh, you can go to thecuriouscouple.com and there will be show notes and links to all of the things we're talking about. So, And uh, did you guys know that you are on the um, – you're one of the podcasts that's, that's in line to get an award or can be voted on to get an award at the, uh, at the convention in, in August. Get in out the, of town. 
No. Yes. So they're having lifestyle awards this year, Naughty Nolan's lifestyle awards, and, and your podcast is on there. So awesome. You let all your listeners know to go there and vote. <laughs> it's um, www.annuallifestyleawards.com. Very cool. And that will be on the show notes. So. <laughs> All of the listeners can go and vote for us. Great. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for having us, thank TNA. You. Thanks. Hopefully we'll see you guys soon. We will let you know next time we're coming to Dallas. Okay, great. All right, guys. Thanks for having us. Have a good night. Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Curious Couple for The Curious Ear with TNA. You can find us at thecuriouscouple.com. Email us at thecuriouscpl at gmail.com and find us at Twitter with the same handle. Be sure to check out sdc.com for your free one-month membership with our promo code 25648. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. We always appreciate your ratings and reviews. Catch you next time.